This episode of the Opie Radio Podcast, sponsored by Feels Premium CBD. If you're looking for some CBD, go to Feels, F-E-A-L-S, feels.com slash Opie to become a member and get 50% automatically taken off your first order with free shipping. Get your CBD at feels.com slash Opie. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Opie Radio Podcast. This is a very special episode because I'm on another adventure with my friend Chris. You might know him as Fish Guy Photos. He's given me a whole bunch of episodes over the last couple of years. Like, which ones, Chris? Well, we went whale watching. We caught a rabbit with a red-tailed hawk. We ate said rabbit at a brewery. Uh, we talked about a guy getting eaten by a whale, but uh, that wasn't really an adventure. But, you know, we, uh, yeah, we've had some cool wildlife. Well, we also talked about uh, the right whales that uh, I discovered and called you, and it turns out there's only, what, like four in the world? <laughs> <laughs> a little bit more, but, yeah, you're not far off on that. But, yeah, that was a pretty epic day as well. Uh, no, the right whales are very rare. How many are there, are there in the world for real? The last estimate was like 360-something, so it's under 400, you know. And there was a mom and a calf right outside my house, and I called my friend Chris, and we had a hell of a day with that. I think that was the last time we talked. Yeah, we haven't done much since then. It's uh, It's been a busy... Well, we've done a, a bunch of drinking at uh, breweries, but uh, we haven't done a podcast. Yeah, no, we haven't gotten outside and done something fun, and today is going to be fun. What are we doing today, Chris, a.k.a. Fish Guy Photos on the socials? Hopefully, we're going to go catch and tag some sharks. We're going to do some shark tagging with the uh, South Fork Natural History Museum Shark Research Program, which I'm part of. That's one of the other many hats I wear, but uh, yeah, we're going to hopefully put a rod in your hand. Well, a fishing rod in your hand. hey <laughs> Uh, catching uh, catching some sharks and uh, doing some science and printing out some tags and uh, see what else we might find. Maybe we'll run into some of our whale friends or dolphin or other things like that. I, I want to see a moly moly today. Very good chance to see him on. We saw one uh, a week ago. Came right up next to the boat swimming around us. So, yeah, th- one, that's one thing about going out in the ocean. Uh, you never know what you're going to see. I mean, la- one of the last trips I was on, we also saw a white marlin Ooh. right here on Long Island. So, that's, uh, that. you know, once you get out there, you never know what you're going to see. And for the people that don't know, the moly moly fish, as soon as you see it, the first thought in your mind is, how is this thing alive? It's a giant head. So they call it the mola mola, also the ocean sunfish. And, uh, yeah, they can get over 1,000 pounds and eat nothing but jellyfish. And they barely move. No, super slow. But that's, the, you know, it's funny. They, when you see them, they barely move. But they can also jump three feet out of the water. So they can make a giant splash. Very, very nice. So we're heading toward the boat. How many miles out in the ocean are we going today? Uh, today we might go about eight miles, ten miles. We're not, you know, we're not going to go crazy far. Um, but you know, if we don't, we could also go close. Last week we were catching, we caught two two hundred pound thresher sharks, and we were probably on about three miles off the beach. And then if you go back uh, on my social media a couple days ago, uh, I filmed a smooth hammerhead shark that was less than a mile off the beach, and it was about a ten footer. That was uh, well within sight of land. Am I the, the chum guy today? Am I just taking the chum out of the bucket and throwing it in the ocean? We could have you doing some chum, and hopefully it's just uh, fish chum you're putting in the water today, <laughs> not anything else. But uh, depending on which species we can get catch will depend on what kind of tag we put out. we got satellite tags. We've got a really fancy $12,000 cat's cam uh, that we just successfully put out on a thresher shark, which was which was the uh, the first uh, ever in the, in this region of the Atlantic, and quite possibly in the world. So we were pretty excited. We got some amazing data coming off of that tag right now. So yeah, so it depends on what we'll catch. We may even catch a white shark. That's that's our main goal is to catch white sharks. We've tagged uh, in the last five years. We've tagged thirty five young of the year, so juvenile white sharks right here on Long Island. And can I jump in uh, the water if, if there's sharks around the boat just to prove to everybody that sharks will not eat you? Sure. 
I won't be joining you, but sure. <laughs> they won't, you know, that's like, sharks don't, uh, aren't going to eat you when you're swimming at the beach or just swimming even off the boat. But we've got chum in the water, and uh, their idea is, is to actually uh, eat. So, I, you know, not that they're going to try to eat you, but they're a little nervous, a little curious, I should say. Not nervous, but a little curious. I, you know, they often will bite my camera when it's in the water and uh, other things. I've had them chewing, blue sharks chewing on my motor. Oh, wow. You know, so, yeah, when, when there's chum in the water, it's probably not wise. But if you want to go for it, we could be good, could be a good TikTok. Uh, to be honest with you, a lot of people are scared of sharks. I'm, I'm still scared of sharks. I mean, I'm in the ocean every day, and in the back of my head, I'm thinking, oh, my God, what if there's a shark in the area, which, is, uh, which would be incredibly rare. They don't hunt humans, but the people that get bit, the shark thinks that you're something else. They take a bite. I'm just showing my knowledge to my friend Chris here. They take a bite. They pretty much, in general, spit it out because they're like, ah, this is disgusting. And they move on to something else. But the problem is the bite is pretty uh, severe. But they're not coming back for a second bite in uh, most cases. Yeah, so like in the case, like you're pretty much talking about, it's a white shark. You know, they feed on seals, sea lions. Are we talking great whites? But you're calling them white sharks? Yeah, that great white is Hollywood. I mean, let's face it, all sharks are great. So you know, we could call them all great. But yeah, we kind of dropped the great because that's just a Hollywood thing. But yeah, we're talking great white sharks, and uh, yeah, they eat seals, sea lions, sea turtles, large things, and. Uh, we kind of look like that when we're in the water. So it's just like if you're out fishing, you throw your lure in the water and reel it in, a bluefish will hit it, but not because it likes to eat metal. It, to it, looks like an injured injured fish, which is an easy meal. When we're swimming around, uh, floundering at the surface, splashing, kicking, we look like an injured seal, which would be an easy meal for a shark. But like you mentioned, they'll go in, they'll they'll test you out or attack, you know, and then realize, oh, this isn't a seal. We're full of bones. There's no blubber. Uh, we probably taste like crap because of all the junk food that we eat. Uh, and they, they spit you out. But as you mentioned, you know, a 12-foot white shark taking a curiosity bite out of your arm is potentially going to take your arm. But the problem is, you know, the sharks, on average, there's 80 to 100 in the world, shark attacks. And, uh, you know, thinking about how many people are in the water. We have, we're going to stand a better chance dying in this car on the way to the boat right now than we would if we were swimming at the ocean. Wait, there's only 80 to 100 shark attacks a year in the world? Yeah, yeah, it's 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 that's what I mean. So it's your chances of getting even seeing a shark when you're yeah. at the beach are rare. So yeah, no, it's it's something that it's. Uh, but when it happens in Australia, it makes the news in the world because of movies like Jaws, and it just gets you know again it comes back to Hollywood. It's 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 news. It's newsworthy, you know. But uh, you know we don't hear about all the car accidents that happen because it happens every day. It happens multiple times a day. But shark attacks they happen so rarely that when it does, it gets out there. What's uh what's the one thing uh, we should worry about when we're in the ocean? Riptides? I'd worry about riptides. You're probably going to get hurt more by a piece of glass from a beer bottle. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, what else could you get hurt by? A sunburn. I would worry more about getting sun poisoning. Uh, yeah, there's those you know eating a bad French fry from the, the beach stand. You know. What, what about the what about the fish that go up your pee hole? Do we have any of those in in uh, the ocean around us on the east coast here? You don't have to worry about your pee hole. It'll be safe. What is that, in the Amazon? Does stupid Amazon have those little fish that decide, ooh, that looks delicious, and they swim up into your pee hole, and then they, what, they attach to your urethra, and then you're in trouble? Yeah, that's a freshwater fish from the Amazon, so uh, they won't live out in the salt water. But, yeah, it's, uh, that's, a, that's a fun day if you're that fish. It's not so fun if you're the, the, the host, though, that's for sure. Uh, I also want to thank Chris, my, my buddy here, for uh, calming me down because uh, – I had a tick on my body yesterday. <laughs> I love when I get the, the phone call. I see it's you, and I'm like, "Oh boy, what's 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 he got now?" <laughs> yeah, the ticks are uh, they're kind of a pain in the ass out here on Long Island. Yeah, but you're casual about it. But every time I, I I pull a tick off my body, I'm convinced I got Lyme disease immediately, and that uh, my mind is going to start deteriorating. And so I call you, and you calm me down. You're like, "Ah, I took two or three ticks off." my body this week alone so what's the deal for real with ticks and lyme disease oh it's it's a serious it's a serious thing um you know definitely something to be concerned about like i mentioned to you yesterday like if you keep an eye on the on the bite if it looks like it's getting infected or swollen or you get that typical what they call a bullseye ring around it then i would go definitely see your doctor but um 
Again, as you mentioned, I, I get bit quite a bit because of what I do for a living. I'm in the woods a lot. You know, even though I'm a marine biologist, I spend a lot of time in, in you know, different places. For those that follow me, know I'm all over the place, but uh, woods and, and the marsh and stuff. So I see them a lot. I mean, knock on wood, I don't want to get my jinx myself here, but I've been uh, pretty lucky so far as, as far as ticks go. So, um, you know, I just keep an eye on it. But it, it is a thing, and not only Lyme disease, shit, I'm more worried about uh, something called alpha-gal, uh, which makes you allergic to meat, mammal meat. So uh, cow, pork, uh, things like that. I mean, you can eat chicken. Uh, my buddy uh, just got um, just got alpha-gal, and uh, he can't eat anything but chicken. And uh, I Wait, so what happens if you have this? If you eat a burger, you're, you, you got uh, all sorts of problems? Yeah, I mean, depending on uh, the severity of, of it, you can die. I mean, he's got an EpiPen now because of it, you know. So it's it can be it can be pretty it can be pretty serious. So uh, it's not something I want. And that's uh, for the rest of his life. He's allergic to meat. Some of my friends that have gotten in the past, they have it for a year or two and it goes away. And others, I've, they've had it for quite a while. So it really depends. Again, it depends on the person being an allergy. Um, you know. So yeah, it's that's one I don't want to get. I, I don't like hanging out with you. Every time I hang out with you, it's something new that I got to worry about. So now you can get bit by a bug and be allergic to steaks. Yeah, steaks, hamburgers, uh, porterhouse, T-bone, bacon, all that stuff goes off the list. Uh, even for me, a squirrel would go off the list. I couldn't eat squirrel anymore, so I don't want that to happen. Yeah, see, I ate squirrel for a podcast. Uh, Chris eats it because he thinks it's delicious. This is the type of friend I have. And just to finish up uh, the tick thing, I thought as soon as you got bit by a tick that you're automatically going to get Lyme disease. The fact is, even if um, even if this tick bite that I got yesterday turns into something i still have time to be on medication and stuff to prevent uh, lyme disease right yeah i mean i'm not, not believe me i'm not an expert on this but yeah definitely it's, it's one of those things where if you got bit keep an eye on it and then you know if, if symptoms start occurring hit the doctor and they'll they'll take care you get you on the antibiotics and all that kind of stuff and so uh, it'll it'll prevent you from uh, getting it hopefully we'll see but uh greg greg the captain we're going with today he's had lyme disease so i'm sure he can give you some uh, input on that one as well but he doesn't have it anymore I don't believe so. I think he finished. I think it was a couple. I think it might have been last summer. Yeah. All right. Very very cold. Yeah. So we uh, we are parked. Is is the boat here? The boat is here. Yeah. They just dumped it in the water. So. Oh, so we gotta go, man. We gotta go. So here we go. It's the uh, the Opie Radio podcast with my friend Chris, Fish Guy Photos. We're gonna be on a, on a boat with Greg and a, a bunch of other really really cool marine biologist type people, right? <clears throat> That's the thing about this research program. The original four of us that started it, me, Greg. Toby and Frank were friends from college. We all went to school at LAU Southampton, and we continued fishing after we graduated. Then we put this thing together and uh, started out as a Twitter account, and now we're at a museum where we can get donations and funding, and it's been it's been awesome. But it started out just four friends fishing. And really fast, because we're not going to have time when we're on the boat and things get crazy. Like, what what is the goal uh, for you guys as far as studying the sharks out there? Really, we, we're, we're, what we're interested most in is just seeing how they utilize our water, how, how our waters. Do they, do they stay inshore? Do they go offshore? Do they go deep, shallow? So the tags that we're putting on them record depth, temperature, location, how they move the water. The, uh, so really, we're getting a picture of that, but we also collect samples, all sorts of samples from these sharks that we send to our colleagues around the world. So some of them are doing genetic work. Some people are doing how many heavy metals like mercury and other things are in the sharks. Uh, genetics did i say genetics or i don't remember but you know we're doing so we collect as much data as we possibly can because that's it like especially if we get a white shark that's something that's pretty rare and there's a lot of people that would love to be in our our boat doing that so we try to collect as much data as possible so we can share the wealth are, are you doing boner research is there anything on the shark that'll give you a nice turgid uh boner not, <laughs> not that i know but if we get a male shark I'll be sure to show you how we can tell it's a male shark. Oh, what does it look like? They call them claspers, and there are two fins that kind of look like fingers that come off their anal fins. So, no kidding. Yeah, so that's like the, it's the, the, the male reproductive organ. So if we get male sharks, I will be sure to show you, and we'll, we'll document it. We'll get a picture. So all kidding aside, uh, so the sharks are safe as far as uh, them being hunted to make your penis harder. As far as I know, I mean, shark fin soup is the big thing, and that's more of a uh, prestige thing, status thing. And now, now it's kind of a 
cool thing you know it's it's more about that so and that's a pretty wasteful uh, thing as well just cutting the fin off and letting the shark die uh you know often they'll often they'd much rather just take the fins and leave the meat because it's they got more money for the fins and if they take the whole shark then they can't take as many fins so many times the, the finning is just cutting the fins off the shark and throwing it back to die that is so f- humans just suck i'm reminded almost daily that humans just suck that uh, and they don't have time to put the shark out of its misery, I'm sure, because it's a business to try to find as many uh, fins as possible. So they just quickly cut the fin off and let the damn thing just die and suffer in the water. Yeah, if, or if it's usually dead by the time they get it, too, because they're catching them on long lines. So oftentimes they're hooked and drowned before they get to them, and then they pull them up. And if I guess that might be the lucky shark. He died before they cut the fins off and then drop them just to suffocate. But, yeah, if shark finning is a pretty big thing. A lot of states are banning it. Countries are banning it. So it's we're, we're gaining some momentum on that. And honestly, the biggest thing that we do is what we do is education, trying to get people to realize that sharks are not these vicious, mind-eating predators, that we actually need them in our waters. Uh, they're extremely important. And uh, that's uh, the other major goal of our work is to educate people, just like we're doing now. All right. With that said, uh, we are parked. The boat is ready. I think I need to get into a time machine with my good pal, Carl. Bring it up to speed. Hang on, everybody. There she goes. This doesn't suck. I am on a boat. That's Chris, Fish Guy Photos. Chris, what are we doing today? We are going to hopefully catch and tag some sharks. We're going to uh, go out in the ocean and see what we can find. Hopefully, I hope we're shooting for a great white. That'd be sweet. But uh, we'll take anything we can get. We're going to go about, what, 8 or 10 miles out into the ocean? Yeah, yeah, that's the plan. We'll do that and uh, maybe come inside. We'll, we have some friends around that see if they give us some intel, if they have some sharks. But uh, we'll see what we can find. And, and who is she smiling? That's Maria Brown, the bat lady. Hi, how are you? <laughs> what do you mean she's the bat lady? She just gave a talk for us last night at Uber Geek Brewing about bats. She even showed up with a bat named Juicy. So he was frozen, so he was a little soft, and he's frozen, he's a little soft, so his name is Juicy. But uh, yeah, she did a great talk for us on bats, but she's a bat researcher. And, and this trip will be a bust unless I, I get to see a Mola Mola. <laughs> we'll keep an eye out for our Mola Mola as well. Why is she laughing at the Mola Mola? They just wobble. <laughs> they just large wobbly. They're, they're, it's not a bat, that's why. She's laughing because it's not a bat. I'm not buying the whole plankton thing. So okay, for the jump. for they the scientists in the group here, there's, there's some people that, that can consider uh, mola mola as plankton. The definition of plankton are ocean drifters. I've never seen a copepod jump three feet out of the water. Mola mola will jump three feet out of the water. So I don't consider them plankton at all. So, uh, yeah. Stupid scientists. I just think it's a dumb looking, stupid fish. And as soon as you see the thing, you're like, how is it alive? I like the mola mola. They're like weebles. If you remember weebles, they wobble. Yeah. Then they jump out of the water, apparently. How do they jump out of the water with their big stupid head they thrust out of the water right i guess they thrust themselves out of the water she's checking her facebook who checks their facebook when we're about to go in the ocean and attack sharks i'm putting it away in two minutes i'm trying to share his photos from last night it's it's acceptable she's trying to promote fish guy photos so well i mean look at she's wearing a fish guy shirt so we're good who else do we have on the boat today there chris we got captain greg metzger from real science charters on the instagram and then we've got mike who's a he's a former high school student he just graduated just graduated high school, but he's been our intern for the summer. I'm going to say intern. He's been out here quite a bit, and uh, he's he's wrangled quite a few sharks for us. And there is the ocean that looks super flat right now, so this is going to be epic. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're taking off, heading into the ocean to do some shark tagging. She's still on our Facebook. I'm sorry, what? I said you're still on your Facebook. I'm promoting this guy photos. Catch some bait now. We're gonna catch some bunker. This is where we're going. There are no bunker. They don't go that far offshore, so we're gonna stop and snag a few fish for bait. Oh, I see the bunker pod right there. Yeah, bunker is what uh, most of these fish that we're going for are gonna be eating. So uh, it's the most. It, as for those who remember, I eat everything. 
Uh, you can't eat bunker, but it's still the most important fish in the ocean. They, uh, everything eats them. So sharks eat them, whales eat them, dolphin eat them, osprey eat them. You're talking about the osprey catching fish. These are what, they, what they're eating. You can see them filtering through the water. So they're a filter feeder. They're really oily, greasy. Uh, Native Americans used to use them for uh, fertilizer on their crops. Today, if you uh, use makeup or take a fish supplement, chances are it's from Bunker. They'll, they'll reduce them into those products. Um, there's been a big push to regulate the amount of Bunker that are harvested each year because, uh, again, everything eats them. So, you know, there's problems with striped bass, bluefish, tuna, sharks, whales, dolphins. But the one thing they all have in common is they all eat bunker. So uh, the idea was if we regulate how much bunker can be taken from the ocean, hopefully that would help all them. And it has. That's why we're seeing sharks and whales and all that kind of stuff uh, inshore like we are. I mean, as you look, there's the beach right there. We're close. All right, then Mike's going to snag some. <laughs> don't get any blood on my deck. I had to clean an extra knife to get VIPs. <laughs> Yeah, so this is this is Greg Metzger. He's our uh, chief field coordinator. He's the big deal. I'll move you. I'll move you over, Mike. Yeah. And uh, he's gonna hopefully put us on some show. We'll have some time to talk to him a little bit later once we. Uh... Yeah, I gotta work. Some of us do. Two of us. Me and Well, he's not working. Mike's not working too much right now. So. All right, he's got one. All right, he's got one. All right, so Opie, you're on the cooler. We need that cooler. And that's bait. So that's our oily, greasy fish that we'll be using for bait. We'll try to catch six, eight of them or so, ten of them, and then uh, we'll head offshore. Like I said, these bunkers generally don't go much further than uh, five or six miles typically, but you can see them swimming through the water, and yeah, they feed on plankton. So this is what you make the intern do, is snag bunker? Yeah, they, hey, we, you know, back in the day, me and Greg were interns, and now we don't have to do the dirty work. Yeah, all it's all about education, so uh, again, you know, Mike is a high school student, was doing some shark research, which is pretty crazy to think. I wish when I was in high school I could have done shark research. Um, it just wasn't there when I was a kid. But the students nowadays have uh, a great opportunity. Even Maria brings students to the Amazon to study bats. I mean, again, I would have loved to was a high school student going, go to the Amazon and study bats. Oh, my God. We went to... I don't even know what we did in high school. We went to the city for the day. Yeah, no, we, we also did bioacoustics of the Pink River Dolphin, which was really cool. Um, in the Amazon, Costa Rica, Baja, Mexico. We did um, Galapagos Islands. So, yeah, went to South Africa together to the International Bat Conference. There's an International Bat Conference? <laughs> there is. <laughs> And it is the coolest people ever. And you know, the first thing we do when we get together, we drink beer. Okay. So, I should I should so. point out one one of the the the, the goal, uh, objectives that they've worked on was creating bat friendly tequila. So you want to hang out and party with bat people because they drink the best tequila that's going. Yeah. <clears throat> Last week I was in this every very same spot and we had humpback whales feeding on these bunkers. So uh, we can see that today too. They're more exciting than Mola Mola. <laughs> of course they are. <laughs> I, I want to see a whale, I want to see a Mola Mola, and I want to jump in with the sharks. <laughs> oh, yeah, you may not want to do that. <laughs> Just to prove that they don't like us. Uh, okay. <laughs> she goes, okay. All right, I'll hold the camera. <laughs> and Mike's just crushing it. Yeah, Mike is crushing it. And, and fish don't have feelings because they don't have eyebrows, so uh, I don't feel bad that they're flopping around in the cooler. If with bunker, if we didn't hook one, an osprey's gonna hook one and go rip its eyes out on a telephone pole somewhere. A whale's gonna swallow it whole. A bluefish is gonna bite it in half. You never ever want to come back in life as a bunker. It's you got an X on your back no matter what you're doing. Even the 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 babies of these bunker are getting chewed on by baby bluefish in the bay right now around the docks and stuff like that so yeah if you come back as a bunker you definitely did something bad in your first life <laughs> oh my god there were some people i worked uh with i i, I wish they would come back as uh bunkers. <laughs> yeah you don't want to be a bunker we'll get a dozen and then we'll go look for whales and spraying uh spraying uh 
And then hopefully, uh, not sure I can deliver on the Mola, so I'd like to get <laughs> <laughs> off the list as I can. You got to deliver can... on the Mola. The whale's a low hanging fruit, so we'll get, we'll get that one first. I'm just put a that's that's what's so funny that, that the easy thing to see is whales because there was a time that was not a possibility on Long Island, but now they're back. Yeah, no, whales are, uh, I've I've had a few, I mean, I love watching whales and it never, ever gets old, but I've had a few days on the water where I'm like, come on, stupid whales, go away so I can get home. Because, you know, that when they're around, you can't go fast, you got to go slow, you got to stop depending on where you are. Uh, so I've, I've hit some traffic trying to get home just because there's so many whales around. So, yeah, I'm not complaining. And when they prevent Chris from getting to the beer quickly, <laughs> it's a problem. It's absolutely a problem. I feel bad for Batgirl. We're not going to see any bats today. That's not true. That's <laughs> you have seen, true. Right, you have seen bats migrating yeah. over the water. With the bats, last September I was out here, and we were. I was probably 10 or 12 miles offshore, and... Uh, I'm like, what the hell is that? And it's this thing flatter, you know, flapping around and didn't look like a bird. And it was a bat. It was a good-sized bat. I got pictures of it and uh, sent them to Maria. And she's, oh, yeah, they just migrate. They just fly across the ocean. To Chris, get you see going. all the blood on my phone from the bunker? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad it's Instagram isn't like a full experience where the people could have been splattered on. There's, there's <laughs> blood spots all over my phone right now. And my dumb joke about bats was stupid now because you actually see bats in the ocean. Yeah. Well, the Horries will migrate back to Peru, so yeah. Of course they will. <laughs> I do knew that. I, of course I knew blood that. Blood or no blood on your phone. I went to Geneseo. I know this stuff. <laughs> Is that really true? You went to Geneseo? Uh, yeah. That's like 10 minutes from my house. Oh, boy. Wait, wait. Geneseo is 10 minutes from your house? Well, a house where I grew up. Yeah, I grew up in western New York. Where? Wyoming County. Gainesville, New York, not oh, Florida. We still have more cows than people in our county. But yeah. I always wanted to be a marine scientist. Do you know Brother Weeze? Uh, I know, I don't know him like I'm getting to know you, but yeah, from the radio station. Yeah. Sure, yeah. He's he's my mentor in this whole damn thing. Get out. A hundred percent. But you're you were a Long Islander and went chose to go to Geneseo for for college, right? Uh, for communications and girls and drinking. <laughs> That's a good place to go. Beautiful campus and plenty of all that. It, it was a uh, it was one of the top drinking schools in the country when I went. <laughs> I'm That's, sure you contributed to the uh, to the accolade. <laughs> All right, let me jump in for a second. We're about five miles out before we get to our location to start tagging sharks. In the meantime, I got to tell you, I know that none of you watch porn, but just in case you have any friends that do, you'll want to pay attention to this. With everything going on in the world, governments have increased their surveillance. They're using your devices to track your location, movements, and in many countries, your internet activity. You don't want to literally be caught with your pants down. And one of the best ways to keep your online browsing activity private is by using ExpressVPN. When you use ExpressVPN, your internet connection is rerouted through a secure encrypted server so you can surf the web anonymously without anyone looking over your shoulder. Even when you use incognito mode, your internet provider like Comcast or AT&T can see every single website you visit. And if you live on campus or use a shared Wi-Fi, your network admin can too. That's why I use ExpressVPN whenever I go online and I recommend all of you do the same. Without ExpressVPN, you're giving people a free license to peek over your shoulder and see all that freaky shit you're looking at. So protect your privacy today. Get three months of ExpressVPN for free. All you have to do is visit expressvpn.com slash opie. That's expressvpn.com slash opie. E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash opie. For three months free with a one-year package. Visit expressvpn.com slash opie to learn more. All right, uh, we are what eight to ten miles offshore uh, in the ocean on Long Island, and we're about to get started, right, Chris? Yeah, we are. We just we just got to the spot, and uh, Greg is getting uh, the lines ready. Getting the chum chum is already in the water. We're getting the lines ready. We're getting our angler t- uh, seat, uh, fitted for the fighting belt. Um, the fighting belt is is kind of necessary because some of these sharks could be in excess of four hundred pounds. 
um, and the belt kind of makes them be able to take their hands off and to attach their whole body so they can actually fight. Because our goal with shark tagging, we're not out here to kill a shark. Uh, so we're not out here for the fun of catching one. We want to get this thing in as quickly as possible. So we don't want to fight it for fun or anything. We want to just crank this thing in and get it in as fast as possible. So um, the fighting belt helps us do that. So we're just making sure the angler is ready because last week we are out here the lines were in the water for eight minutes, and we had a 200-pound thresher hit the line. So uh, we wanted to make sure everybody's ready before we put bait in the water. And uh, will you put a tag on any shark you catch today, or, you, or are you guys looking for something in particular? Every, any, any shark that we catch today, we're going to tag. Uh, it's just a matter of what kind of tag we're going to put on it. So at the very least, we're going to put an apex predator tag, which is really just looks like a piece of spaghetti that has an ID number, and it'll go in the shark. And if somebody recatches that shark, then they'll let us know, and then we'll know how big it got and everything. Uh, if, if we get a great white, or like as I mentioned earlier, the white shark, uh, we have a what's called a PSAT. Uh, it's a satellite tag that pops off, so it, it records data. Depending on which tags we have, I don't I have to check with Greg, or you can we ask him later. But it's uh, either 29 days or 53 days, and uh, it'll record depth, temperature, location, and then what'll happen is it'll pop off the shark transmit us the, the information and then we know all about that shark what it did for that for that month or month and a half or so and then uh i don't know if we'll deploy a cat's cam today which is i uh it's a twelve thousand dollar tag that records all that same information plus speed and acceleration pitch y'all and it takes video which is pretty sweet but that tag only goes on for one day it pops off and then we actually have to go out and catch it we have to find the tag uh and we found one last week that we put out Last Sunday, we, we found the tag on Tuesday, so it was real exciting for the team. Oh, that, that is awesome. And on the way out here, we uh, we stopped and checked out a humpback whale, which was, uh, God, not even uh, a quarter mile offshore, right? Yeah, I mean, we could have thrown a rock and hit the beach. We were so close. and uh, But that's common, and uh, they were feeding on the bunker. And we caught a bunch of bunker also just before we saw the whale, so we got plenty of bait. Well, I only learned this through you uh, very, very recently, but the whales have come back on Long Island. And a lot of people think you got to go miles out to see whales, and the fact is they're really right offshore, especially in the morning. Yeah, and that was always a, uh, you know, that was that was common back in the day. I mean, Long Island was a whaling port. They would go out and watch whales from the shore and just paddle out, harpoon them, bring them back, render them. But they hunted them almost to extinction, but now uh, they're making a comeback. So that, that clicking sound you're hearing in the background, I don't know if you could pick that up, um, that's the drag on the reel. So they're at, what they're doing now is they're putting the line out. But once those lines are out and that sound stops, if you hear that sound, it's game on. That means we have a fish. Sometimes. Oh, I know that from Jaws. <laughs> I was just going to say, sometimes it's, it's like Jaws. It'll just click, 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 click. And most times, though, it just... And then we know it's game on. Then everybody runs to their position and their job. So To paint the picture, if you saw Jaws... We're looking at pretty much the last scene of Jaws after all that, after all that chaos happened, and they're on the boat, and they could kind of see the shore in the distance as they're trying to get back to shore. That's that's the exact scene we we have right now. You can see you can see land way way in the distance. About uh, wow, that's eight miles, huh? Yeah, yeah. It's, today it's a clear day. Finally, we got some clear weather. It's either been foggy. Or it's been hazy from all the fires out west. So today it's gorgeous. It's not hot. No condition. Light winds are light. Uh, I'm excited. I'm really excited. I want to go back to the whale. The, so the humpback whale you said was in 25 feet of water tops, and it was just doing something called logging. Which what, what does that mean? It's pretty much sleeping on the top of the water. Yeah. So just like us, they have to sleep, but they don't have a um, a bed to crawl into or you know a sleeping bag or anything like that. So they just float on the surface and they have to breathe so that's the thing that's so they'll they'll they float on the surface and they look like a big old log so they call it logging so that one probably was feeding all morning and uh decided it's time for a nap i mean i i do the same thing and uh i'm surprised because we're eight to nine eight to ten miles i guess somewhere around there uh off the shore in the middle of the ocean i thought uh it would be a lot deeper out here but you're saying it's about 100 feet or so where we are right now, we're probably about 140 feet of water, and uh, yeah, it's our 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 coastline is very gentle. It goes about 100 miles before it drops off to great depth. So you can pretty much tell we are by depth. So if I was if I said I was at 80 feet of water, I'm about three miles off the beach. 
If I'm at 120 feet of water, I'm about 10 miles. If I'm 180, I'm about 30 miles and so on. Like I said, when you hit about that 100 miles, it just drops off to the abyss. And the lines are in the water. The lines Where are the in- barrels, man? I, I thought we'd have barrels. <laughs> I thought I would have a big shovel where I would be chumming the water for everybody. This this is too professional. Like gentlemen on oh, wait. I got to talk to Greg, the captain of this operation. Let's get Greg. Let's get Greg. Wait, Greg, come on over here uh, while you have a moment. Uh, set the scene for us. Um, we use pretty standard shark fishing methods to, to get the sharks. We have... Uh, chum in the water, which is ground up bunker for the most part that's been frozen, uh, acts uh, as a, a scent trail. And then we, we have uh, the bunker that uh, we were hearing about that we snagged. Um, and we've got them hooked up in various depths. And now we just hurry up and wait for, uh, for somebody to smell our scent trail and come hopefully give us a look-see. Uh, once we once we have the the animals secured alongside, though, it's it it quickly takes a very different look to what would normally happen on a regular shark charter. Um, you know, we're our questions are how are these sharks using uh, Long Island waters while they're here? So we need the sharks to be as as healthy and uh, as um, you know returning back to normal as as possible. So. We, we run like a pit crew type. Uh, everyone has already been assigned a job. They know what their job is. And so if and when a uh, shark comes around, we get it hooked up and alongside it. There's there's no wasted time in trying to figure out what's going on because it's pretty chaotic when a, when a shark bites. It's super exciting. You you, uh, you didn't give me a job there, Greg, I noticed. Well, uh, you said you needed to uh, be able to do your thing, talk and yeah. BS and all that. So, uh, uh, the, uh, More importantly, though, can I pee off the side of the boat because we got a lady here? And, uh, and if I puke, will you uh, look at me less than? So sharks are attracted to any bodily fluids. So the more bodily fluids that go in the water, it's just helping to attract us. So urinating, vomiting snot rockets anything that you want to <laughs> produce uh to help with the cause is is greatly appreciated so you're encouraging that i that i puke from uh, uh motion sickness so far i'm i'm doing all right man i'm, I'm looking at the horizon so I, I don't get too sick out here yeah yeah i mean hopefully we have such activity that you don't even think about it can we talk to the bat lady for a little bit here uh, i want to learn about her so she's a friend of yours you guys uh, have known each other for a while yeah, Maria Brown is a good friend of mine. She's also a colleague of mine at Stony Brook University, and um, we refer to her as the Bat Lady. Uh, she does a lot of bat research, and uh, she's got some interesting stories on her own, too, of bats. Well, I, I called her Bat Girl earlier, and I, I don't know. I think that was insulting. Even, you know, the, we, we live in a new world. You can't really say stuff like that anymore. I'm fish guy, bat girl, you know. Yeah, fish guy sounds cool. Bat girl, not so much. I, <laughs> right? kind of old to be called girl but i'll take it <laughs> it's okay <laughs> so uh, so what do you do for a living you you really study bats uh well i get to play with the best researchers in the world so uh, i'm a geospatial scientist so i do a lot of mapping but have uh worked with the bat community uh since around 2007 I- i'm a communications major <laughs> okay that- there's a lot of big brains on this boat I'm hanging out with the big brains today. Communication's necessary. You do it far better than I do. (laughs) I don't know, man. I'd rather wander around the Amazon forest looking at bats and shit. Well, you should do a podcast from there. There's great Wi-Fi, even in the middle of the Amazon, believe it or not. They got Wi-Fi in the middle of the Amazon? Sick, yeah. When I first went down there, we couldn't communicate with anybody. Now, like, you can go live on Facebook, and yeah, it's insane. Are they trying to save the Amazon, or are they completely destroying it still? So I go to the Peruvian Amazon, and they have done probably the best job out of any of the countries that surround the Amazon basin, or that's considered Amazonia. So Peruvian Amazon, spectacular. And I go to the Tomshiaco Tawaiyo Reserve, which is the, the largest um, uh, piece of, parcel of land that has been put aside for protection. Why did you decide to uh, go into bats? Was it something that happened in your, your childhood? So as a kid, I would just lay down. There were so many bats as a kid. I would lay down in the grass in my backyard with a flashlight, and my mother thought this was really weird. She thought something was really wrong with me. But I would just watch the bats for hours and hours, feeding over the pool, all the insects. And uh, I would 
travel with high school students, so I'm now a retired uh, high school science research teacher. But I would take my high school students to all of these places with me. And in 2006, we started studying mustache bats uh, in the Proyecto Campanario on the Osa Peninsula. And we had 40,000 bats emerging at dusk. I felt like I was smack in the middle of a Nat Geo movie. It was insane. And I started studying those bats with my daughter for years. So that's how I got hooked. I I saw bats. I went to Austin. I went to the bridge. Went to the Constitution Bridge, yeah. yeah. So you got to try Bracken Cave next because that's really cool too. Where, where's that? That's in San Antonio, Texas. Okay, because Austin, uh, when the sun goes down, all the bats leave the bridge, and and it almost takes out the sun for a little bit. It's like it's a big, huge, dark cloud as they all decide to uh, leave the bridge and feed. Maria, tell them about the. You told us last night the rate the radar. Yeah. Uh, well, anybody on a boat will have a, a radar. I have radar now or, or any app for radar. So when we walk around the streets in Texas or anywhere in Texas, um, they come up. There's so many bats. They're Mexican free-tail bats. Largest roosting colony in the world is at Bracken Cave. But they're so dense in number that it comes up as a weather event on your phone. So my Radar Now app kept going off. And every time I'd look up, I'd see all the bats above me. So you can just track bats when you're in in Texas by looking at your Radar app on your phone. Oh, my God. That's crazy. Fun stuff. Fun stuff. (laughs) The the story I was hoping she was going to tell you, because, you know, we've had our, our podcast eating squirrel and rabbit and you... You kind of gave me a hard time about eating that kind of stuff. Uh, Maria's eaten quite a few crazy bugs, uh, like big maggot-looking bugs, like size of my thumb, white, juicy, gross. Yeah, so she's way, way worse at eating things than I am. I, I would eat some uh, gross bug. Yeah, no, some of the grubs of the Amazon, so there's this big, giant white one that tastes just like marshmallows. And it's, you know, you just got to get your head in the right mindset so that when you're biting into something that's warm and wiggly, uh, but the taste is amazing. And I've eaten termites. They taste like celery. Uh, I've eaten crickets and all kinds of funky things in Thailand. I don't know what they were, but they were, they were, had really great spices on them. So they tasted delicious. Um, yeah. Eat, I've eaten quite a lot of stuff. Oh my God. <laughs> I, I, I thought I, a lot of protein. It's good for you. Oh uh, yeah. A bug that tastes like a marshmallow. Great. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll stick with the hamburgers and hot dogs, you know. <laughs> 100%. No bacon. I will not do the bacon. <laughs> I had to promote bacon last night. First time in my life, but I don't know why I can't eat bacon. But I'll eat grubs. Whoa! We got action. What do we got, Chris? We got a, something, just, something just took the bait. You hear the line screaming out. Uh, we're just getting ready. So what we do... There he goes. He's hooked them. He's hooked Real, real, real. All right. So we're in. He's coming at the boat. So we use circle hooks. Uh, so a circle hook hooks him. He's on. He's good. Clear that rod, Mike. I'm clear. All right. They're, so they're, I'm sorry. I'm just trying to pay attention to what's going on. So they're pulling up all the, all the other lines. The shark took the bait. We use circle hooks. So what happens is we have to let the shark run. Once it's running and we're ready, then we lock the reel, and that sl- the hook slides out and hooks them in the jaw. So we don't want to hook them in the gut or in the stomach or anything like that. Um, and now it's just on. It's just a matter of seeing what it is. Uh, Greg saw the shark come up and grab it, but it could have been a number of things. So until we see color, we're not going to sh- be sure what it is. But but uh, John's on the shark. Oof. Oh, right below it's us. I see run. something. It's, it's going to run. Oh, my God. All right. The, the boat is tipping. All right, so, yeah, so we've got a shark on. We all have to do our jobs, so, you know, we're pulling up the other line so it doesn't wrap and tangle. My job is to get video, and we have a GoPro hooked up, so we're just turning on the camera, making sure that's running. And now it's just a matter of fighting it. And then, like I said, John's going to fight this fish to get it up. Once it comes up, we'll put a tail rope on it, so it's a rope around its tail so that we can then tie it to the side of the boat. And at that point, we'll do science. We'll start taking measurements. We'll take uh, maybe a fin clip. And depending on the species, we'll determine what kind of tag goes into it. He saw brown. What does that mean? So if he saw brown, it could be a white shark. Um, It could be a brown shark, which they also call sandbar shark. Uh, So now Greg's getting on the wheel. It's going under the bow. Going under. 
So Greg's got to move the boat to keep it away from the boat. We don't, we don't want the line rubbing on the bottom of the boat. We don't want it wrapping around the line. So this, it's a full team thing. And again, like I said earlier, we're, we want to catch this shark to release this shark. We don't want to uh, kill this shark. So we want to get it up as quickly as possible. Oh, I see it right below it, us. It could be a sand tiger shark too. That looks like a good sized fish. Holy crap, that looks huge. I'm sorry, bro. Um, uh, All right, everyone's freaking out. There, I, I, it looks like it's about. Oh my god, that that looks like a huge shark. It looks like a sandbar. I, I'm looking into the water, and I I could see it down below. And uh, I mean, it's deceiving. This thing looks huge. Leader. And the and the shark is on the surface of the water. Oh my! Oh my god! It's splashing like crazy, and then it just dove back down. That is definitely. A sandbar shark. Oh, <laughs> that is a shark. What, what what kind? So it's just definitely a sandbar shark. This is not a, a giant adult. They can get about 300 pounds. This one's probably about a 150 maybe. It's a good size shark. All right, they're moving the boat. So yeah, so we try. There, and there it is. It's at the surface. Chris is taking some uh, some video and pictures. Why do, why does every shark look like a great white? <laughs> Well, see, that's the thing with these sharks. They often think uh, everything's a great white, you know, but you can see what Greg, he's a professional. Oh, my God. All right. He's got a, he's got a rope around uh, his back fin. Yeah, so now he's, he's, got a, he's got the tail rope on him, which means now we can uh, go to work. All right, we got some pictures. Uh, if you go to Fish Guy Photos on Instagram, I'm sure he's got video and pictures of this particular shark already posted because we recorded this a few days ago they got the shark on the uh on the surface they're measuring it and studying it and taking pictures and videos shark looks comfortable they're gonna quickly do what they have to do are you gonna put a tag in it they're gonna they're definitely tagging the shark and then they're gonna release it so, sorry about that. I just want to get some pictures for you there. So, what we're doing now is we're measuring the shark. So, that, so what Greg's doing is he's measuring different things on the shark, and he rails it out to Maria, who's now recording it. And they repeat it back to each other, make sure they're getting the exact sizes. So, he's doing a, t- a fork length, which is from the snout to where the tail splits. Then he'll do a total length, which is from the longest point of the shark. He will then uh, do a girth, so we'll wrap it around the shark to see how much they... How fat they are. One seventeen centimeter. So one. one, one seventeen centimeter. So I suck at, at, yeah, at so metrics, man. How many inches is that? Ah, uh, so do I. I'm gonna. We'll we'll get the math on that. I now I'm gonna bet a math too. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll get the numbers on that in a little bit. But um, it looks like a six to seven foot shark, yeah. right? So, total length on the shark is probably about six foot. Yeah. And um. So this is a, a prohibited species in New York State. So this total is total length one forty-eight centimeter. Total length. So this is a species that was overfished quite a bit. So it, you can't fish for these sharks. These are ones that you're going to see them catching around your beach. This is a coastal shark. They live in shore. They live in the bays. Um, like I said, they do get about three hundred pounds. So you can see he's wrapping. It's like we're fitting it for a suit. Yeah, I see that. Girth is sixty-three. So you can't you can't bring this uh, this shark. Uh, onto the boat or, or or out of the water, right? It's a male. Hold that up for a second. Okay, good. Thanks, Greg. Oh, the, the shark almost kissed Greg. I think it touched its pee-pee and it wasn't happy about that. I don't think it would have been happy touching its pee-pee. But yeah, so, so, so this is a male shark and we can tell it's a male because it's got what's called claspers. So it's got two fins that look like fingers that come off its anal fin. If it was a female, it wouldn't have them. The claspers are the reproduction organ. And then what I've just heard too, it sounds like we're going to put a piece sat on this, but we're going to put a satellite tag on this shark, which means this tag will pop off. And depending on which tag Greg puts on, it'll be a, about a month to 50 days. And what it'll do is it'll record data the entire time. And there's a little metal pin inside that when it's in seawater for a certain amount of time dissolves and it'll float to the surface and send us a signal. So one day you'll just be on your computer and uh, you'll get the signal? Yep, and we'll know where it is. And some days we get lucky and it actually floats to the beach and people find it. And we can get even more data because then we can download stuff off of it. So um, these tags, excuse me, these tags cost us about $2,000. He's going to get ready to tag it. So I'm going to go down there and get a picture of the tag. All right.
So now they're tagging the shark before they release it back into uh, into the wild. Damn thing looks like a great white. I'm an idiot. Yeah, these guys are professionals, you can tell. He just tagged the shark. The shark didn't even flinch. Skin is so freaking hard, he just said. You got it. There it is. The shark is now tagged, and they're about to release it. Just like that. This is so cool. He's double-checking that the tag's in good. It's not hurting the shark whatsoever. Fish Guy Photos is taking uh, pictures. You could go to his Instagram right now. Uh, Fish Guy Photos. And, and you could go to my Instagram, Opie Radio, to see to see uh, this shark. All right. I'm good. Okay, everybody's good? Everyone's good. Oh, my God. Good job, Greg. Greg's taking the uh, giant hook out of the shark's mouth. Shark's like, hurry up already. Oh, he got the, wow, he got the hook out nice. And there it goes. Bravo. There we go, baby. High fives all around. Everyone's excited. That, that. Looked like uh, that that's, looked like it was perfect. That's tagging sharks. That's uh, that's what Greg does regularly, almost every day, and uh, that was a perfect thing. You, as you, you know, again, I'm sorry I missed you there, but we were talking about it was hard to get the tag in. Sharks have wicked thick skin. Uh, females actually have thicker skin than males, uh, and so just what happens is the tag is a surgical piece of uh, stainless steel that slips into the skin and then opens. So it causes it a big flat surface so it can't pull back out. That was very cool, but I was uh, doing everything I could not to get seasick. And now just watching that action like that, I am sick. (laughs) I am going to be adding chum to the water in the next few minutes, my friends. Well, at least we got one and you're still good to go. And, uh, yeah, we got pictures. We got the tag. Um, this is just exciting, man. Again, this is what we do. And, uh, again, it started as four friends. And now we've we we do this you know regularly. Yeah, and once again, go uh, right to Fish Guy Photos on Instagram, and you can actually see that particular shark, uh, a little video and some pictures of that, and, or go on my Instagram, Opie Radio. Yeah, and then the other thing I like, you know, just the museum that sponsors us, uh, sponsors all this is the South Fork Natural History Museum. They're in Bridgehampton, SoFo S O F O. Follow them on Instagram as well because they'll put up a lot of updates as they get data and stuff as well. That was so cool. We did it. <laughs> yeah, man. That's just, this is how it, how it works. And uh, Hi, Birdie. <laughs> that is a, uh, a gull. I'm not sure of the species because it's a juvenile gull. But uh, we need to talk about birds one day. We need to sit down and have a bird talk. All right. That'll be the next. That, that, that's a drop-off. Uh, the tagging sharks on the next episode I do with Fish Guy Photos will be us talking about birds. An illustrated book about birds. We'll, we'll start with the piping plover, and we'll, we'll get more interesting as we go. All right, deal. <laughs> Damn, was that cool. Opie Radio. Uh, all right, we just uh, we just got a spotting on a hammerhead shark. Uh, also, also uh, unfortunately, I wasn't recording when I was puking off the side of the boat. Of course, it was me that puked out of all of us. I wasn't gonna. St- I wasn't gonna throw you under the boat. I was gonna. You brought in a hammerhead. I brought my puke. Brought in a hammerhead. That's, Greg is saying this. This is this is true. I mean, Greg did tell you earlier that any bodily fluids you want to add to the water helps with the chum. And I don't think you. It wasn't thirty. Get over here, Greg. Come on, Greg. Did I do uh, good uh, by you by puking off the side of your boat and it, it brought in a hammerhead? Hey, I want to follow you around the next time you're out partying so I can chump, put that in my chum, man. I mean, you, you did it and it was like 30 seconds and the shark was here, so you got some... But the odds of you guys hooking the hammerhead are, are slim at this point? Yeah, so it's, if that hammerhead was not interested in feeding right now, we see a lot of hammerheads out here finning on the surface. So basically the experience you just saw is pretty typical for hammerheads. When we see them, they're just finning on the surface. I've driven the boat right up to them, flipped baits in front of them. They've swam directly through our chum slick, weren't interested in any sort of feeding. So when we see them just cruising on the surface like that, we don't even bother to try to hook them because... We know they're not interested in feeding. What they're doing up there, you know, ideas kicking around is they're warming up. You know, they're cold-blooded. They typically, 
spend time down on the bottom searching for stuff. That's why they, they have that, that head um, so they can scan stuff and they get cold. And then they come back up to the surface to warm up a little bit so they're not interested in eating. I've only hooked, um, I think we've worked up maybe three hammerheads in all the years that we've been out here. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, cool fish, really neat to see. But uh, we'd love to get tags in them as well. But they're just not ones that we typically can get to take the baits. There you go. Oh, my God. The boat is rocking again. <laughs> I might have some more chum for you in a little bit. <laughs> I really thought I wouldn't be the one that puked. I, Chris, why are you laughing? Usually it's me. I'm just glad. Oh, I'm really? not, oh yeah, I'm just glad I'm not the one getting uh, getting attacked today. Or at least I was. I wasn't going to throw you under the boat. I was going to let it just slide. But you know, being you know, you, you did bring it up, so it's on you. <laughs> I mean, I, I was having a lovely uh, talk with uh, Batgirl, and then she. I think you were talking about uh, snowy owls, and I think. I, yeah, you were talking about snowy owls, and that uh, that put me over the edge. And next thing you know, <laughs> I was I was power booting into the ocean. Snowy owl stories. Something about a snowy owl and a kaleidoscope. I I don't know what you were saying in an old mining town outside Sedona. And I'm like, oh my god, when is this story gonna end? And then I started puking over the side of the boat. <laughs> That's really taking you one for the team. You threw wait, up. To wait stop till the story. I tell the artist the outcome of that story. Oh, okay, thank you. Yeah, I, I think I gotta. I think I gotta puke for the next hour. So hopefully we'll get back to your story a little later. <laughs> See, and it, it keeps coming back to birds. We need to do a bird talk, a bird, a bird podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the bird podcast. We'll do it on. La- we'll do it on land, so you don't puke. <laughs> right on, Greg. Anything uh, you want to add to the to the podcast as we wait for maybe uh, maybe another shark? Yeah, uh, just to give you a shout out, I really appreciate this opportunity to showcase our work uh, and, you know, put uh, get the word out. You know, that's one of the things that we just need to do. It, it Like Chris talked about, you know, the equipment we have is brutally expensive, and, and fortunately we've had some really generous uh, people to that's willing to support what we do. And so the more people we can get, get our message out and our story in front of, the better uh hopefully you know the opportunities are we'll find some more people that are willing to support us so sharks at sofo.org is our email sharks at sofo.org so i would say you know if you're interested in supporting us you know give give an email to to there very very cool I, this was a this was a hell of an experience and uh and i got the power boot over the side of uh, your boat there sir so Congratulations. You actually seem the most happiest seasick person I've ever had on board. You're like (laughs) promoting the fact that you were, what did you call it, booting over the... Power booting. Power booting. Oh, power yeah. booting. I learned how to power boot at uh, Geneseo, you know, when I was going to college uh, for yeah. communication. So, uh, no, I feel way better because I, I, I puked, so. Whoa, we got some action. All right, we got some action. We got a, what, what is it, Chris? This is a, this is a small Mako, probably about a four-footer. Uh, he keeps playing with our baits. Uh, he's taking the bait now. He's at the surface, uh, a, a small Mako. Oh, he's splashing all over the place. Oh, he just popped off the hook, but he's still circling around the bait. Yeah, so that was a real small one. Uh, these these sharks can get over 1,200 pounds. So this is definitely a baby, um, which will be exciting just to get up here and see. We Unfortunately, Makos are being overfished uh, throughout the world, so we're see, we've actually seen less and less of them every year. So cool. This Mako is just circling the boat and the bait. He just bit into it again. There we go. Oh, we got him. Oh, he just swallowed the bunker. He just popped out of the water. Oh, and he's hooked. And he's hooked. The Mako is hooked. Greg is reeling him in. Whoa, and there he goes. He saw the boat and he got excited. Oh, my God. He just took off. So what happens? He didn't realize he was hooked, and then when he got close to the boat, and he kind of rubbed up against the boat, he's like, "Oh, wait a second! This is not where I want to be," and he took off, which is good for us. We need him to get tired a little bit. Otherwise, it's it, they'll thresh around. Someone could get hurt. So we kind of what we call we call it green when they first get hooked. So when he saw the boat and then realized, "Oh, wait a second! Something's not quite right here," and that's when he took off. So you can see, even that little tiny shark has got some power. 
Yeah, that's what, about a five-footer maybe? Uh, maybe not even. Maybe more like four-foot. Four-foot? Yeah. A little four-foot Mako? It's definitely a baby, but it's definitely a shark not to uh, to mess with, you know, like as far as, you know, making sure it's tired before we get it to the boat side. Okay, he's wrapped. He's wrapped. All right, now now they're going to do their thing. They're going to get the measurements and uh, do a little study in action. You're going to put a tag on it there, Chris? Yeah, th- this one will get a, 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 a Apex Predator tag. It's like one of those plastic spaghetti tags I talked about earlier. How how big does the mako get? Fully grown, a female can get about twelve hundred pounds. Yeah, so they get really big. Uh, it's that's the shark that most people want to go fish for and catch. And uh, like I said, I mentioned though, their numbers have declined dramatically around the world. So uh, definitely not as many of them as we used to see. Is it safe to say after I power booted off the side of the boat that the sharks have really come around? I have a feeling Greg's going to have you come into his house just to puke in his buckets of chum. <laughs> so, yeah, I think uh, that's going to be a thing. I power booted, and next thing you know, we saw a hammerhead, and, and you got a Mako on the line. Opie Radio Chum, that's what we got. <laughs> pew, pew, pew! Huh? To the whites, related to whites. They look a lot like the whites. Like the great whites? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I know you cool people like to call them white sharks. <laughs> I still say great white. Uh-huh. Yeah, but they, you know, they really don't roar like lions, like they do in 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 Jaws. That's not real. <laughs> Just saying. Just saying. There you go. Anybody want a tag? You want to put the tag in it? I'd like to pet it. Come yeah, on down. Wanna, yeah, come down, Greg. Uh, walk around. Oh, you go around the other side. I'm gonna go pet a shark. They're doing all the the research and measuring and blah blah blah. And I just want to I just want to pet a shark. A mako, as I almost fell off the side of the boat. All right, that's good. All right, I'm leaning way over the boat. So you see those dots on its nose? Oh, yeah. Those are the ampullae of Lorenzini. Those are its sensory organs. Oh, my God, that is so cool. I'm petting a mako. Oh, that is so cool. That is so cool. Yeah, so now, again, again, it's getting everyone involved to do this, you know, and, and we... By tail roping the shark, it, it tires them out. We keep them in the water so that the water's going over their gills. Uh, we try to work on this really fast, get this done quick, so we can release it as far as as quickly as possible. And the, uh, they, uh, they, See, it's kicking, it's kicking, it's healthy. It's kicking, it's getting ready to, to be released. Ready to release. uh, it's been tagged, and, uh, and that's it. Bravo! Awesome. Awesome. That's awesome. awesome. All right, so cool. Up top. <laughs> Little Mako, no meals are for free. That, cool. that rolls. Good job, man. So freaking cool. That is so cool. Nice that job, amazing. everyone. Text- Yay. Textbook. The team is making oh, me man. look good. Damn, was that cool. A huge thank you to Chris, Fish Guy Photos. Anything else you want to promote there, Chris? No, like I said, you definitely you can follow you know Fish Guy photos on all social media. Sofo on social media. Greg's personal his what he does is real, real science like fishing real real science charters. He's on Facebook and Instagram, uh, so you can keep up on all the work that we're doing. When these tags pop, we often ask the community to help us. So like last year, uh, two years ago, we put out six tags. And we got five of them back, and we had people helping us because some of them came up in Southampton. A few were in West Hampton. One showed up in Jersey. But by putting it on social media, we can get people to help us find these tags and continue this awesome research. Very, very cool. Thanks again, my friend. I really, really appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. It's great. I'm glad, I'm glad it worked out. Back to shore. Boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo. <laughs> 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 <laughs>